Good day to you all. And I pray that all is well with you and you're living your life with joy in your hearts and peace of mind. Because I come to tell you, there's nothing like joy and peace. Nothing or no one can take the place of the joy of the Lord in your life and the peace that Jesus said he gives and has left with us. I call it the Holy Ghost peace. Amen. You know, as I travel this Christian journey, what I've discovered is that many people go to church and many don't. Yet they both have this in common. They don't yet know the voice of God when he's speaking to them. And still there are some that can hear God's voice, whether through a sermon, music or other venues and from God himself at times. But they can hear it, but fail to listen to it. I hope you do understand hearing and listening are two different things. And in failing to listen, many are missing out on what the spirit is saying to the church. That's you missing out on revelations, assignments, their purpose, blessings, being released from what holds them captive, the peace God has for them, as well as the joy that awaits them. So today, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk to you from the thought of speak it to them, whether they listen or not. And our main scripture can be found in Ezekiel 2, starting at the first verse, and it reads as follows. He said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet, and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. He said, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have been in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I'm sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, and whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious house. They will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them or their words. Do not be afraid, though briars and thorns are all around you and you live among scorpions. Do not be afraid of what they say or terrified by them. Though they are a rebellious house, you must speak my words to them, whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Then I looked and I saw a hand stretched out to me. In it was a scroll, which he unrolled before me. On both sides of it were written words of lament and mourning and woe. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his wonderful word. In the text, God comes to speak to Ezekiel, not by chance or accident, but on purpose. There was something God needed to say to his people, and he saw someone he could use to do it in the form of Ezekiel. Please understand this, as I want to point this out to you. God could have chosen to use anyone but he decided to use Ezekiel out of all the people in the world he could have chosen. He chose who he did. Do you know God always has a choice of who he will choose to do his work? At times he chooses ones that we least expect. At other times he chooses ones who are well equipped. And at other times he chooses the ones that no one would have ever imagined. All I'm trying to share with you is he can use and choose whomever 
he deems fit and necessary to carry out the task at hand. Ones he knows will hear, listen, and obey what he's asking them to do. I ask, have you placed yourself on God's list of people whom he can trust to hear, listen, and obey what he's asking you to do? And allow me to say this. It doesn't matter where you started, where you are, who you are. If you're willing, able, available, and obedient, he will and can choose you to what he has chosen Ezekiel to do. So I say to you, don't allow anyone to tell you that God cannot choose you to do something great and meaningful for his kingdom. He can and he will if you're willing. Let me say this. The only reason they're telling you this is because they know they are disqualified to do it. Remember, misery loves company and devils are always looking for companionship. In the text, we see that God decided to choose Ezekiel to carry out a task for him, but not just any old task, one that would call upon Ezekiel to go to speak to God's people. But as we see, not just any people, but people that God himself calls and deems rebellious, stubborn, and obstinate. The people whom Ezekiel would go to and be surrounded by were like briars, thorns, and it would be like living among scorpions. Those are God's words. Do you know there are many people today living around the same type people and don't even realize it? And the reason they don't realize it is that they've acclimated to the culture or they have decided that they are going to be everything God doesn't want them to be in order to be accepted by the world. They're going to try to just fit in. And being around scorpions and abstinent people, as God calls them, that are living wrong and living unrighteous doesn't affect them. They're above that frame. But allow me to say this to you. As the Bible speaks to us and shares with ones who wants to live as such, the Bible tells them in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. This is real people, real talk. And many don't understand or ignore that you being around rebellious, hell-raising, obstinate people has an effect on you. How you are, who you become, and how you behave. It's easier for a sinner to get you to sin than a righteous person to get them to do righteous. For those who question what I just said, listen to the Bible. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. As it continues in the verse, come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. That's verse 34 in 1 Corinthians 15. If you have knowledge and a relationship with God, he tells you in the passage to come to your senses because the ones who are ignorant of him and you being with them will take you back to sinning your old ways. And that's ignorant, too. He ends with the shame on you in the text. God is asking and sending Ezekiel among some rough, rebellious people who were not only all the things God had called them. But remember, he told Ezekiel in verse seven that these people are not willing to listen to me. He called them abstinent. And the definition of that reads as follows. Stubbornly refusing to change one's opinion or chosen course of action, despite attempts to persuade one to do so. This is how God describes the Israelite people. Can I ask you this question? If God had to describe you as a person today, would he describe you in the same manner 
that he is describing the people to Ezekiel? Or would he describe you in another way? Just something to think about. And a question that we all need to ask ourselves from time to time. How is God seeing me this week or today? A self-check once in a while is good for us all. In the text, God has seen and is describing the Israelite people that he has chosen Ezekiel to go speak to. He is sending Ezekiel to go amongst hardened, rebellious, scorpion-like people. Sounds like some of the people we hear about today. And even some of the people in our friendship groups. But I digress. And I know many would ask, why? Why is God sending him amongst those type people? I'm glad you asked. First of all, God desires all men to be saved. That's 1 Timothy 2 and 4. God loves his people. Man is God's greatest creation and the apple of his eye. Deuteronomy 32 and 10. He would go to the ends of the earth to help his people who are lost or have moved away. The Bible says heaven rejoices when one is saved. That's Luke 15 and 7. He wants all to come to the knowledge of him, his word and his son and be saved. That's 1 Timothy 2 and 4. And God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That's John 3 and 16. So those are some reasons why he is willing to send Ezekiel to speak to people who won't even listen to him. And he does and has done the same thing and gone the same lengths for you and me. As holy as some of you are now, you are just as much a hell raiser before God sent someone like Ezekiel to come to speak to you and me. Stop shaking your head because there was a time that God had to do the same thing for you and me. When we were in the world doing all we wanted to do, how we wanted to do it, when we wanted to do it, and whenever we wanted to do it. And God loved us so much that he sent that person to warn us. And that person had to go amongst snake-like people, scorpion-like people, rebellious hell-raisers like you were. If you're not too proud or prideful or ashamed to say, if you're not a scorpion, you hung around and ran with some. So you can deny it. But you know what they say, birds of a feather flock together. But I digress. We know God had to send a special person who was able to come and get your attention, to turn you away from your devilish deeds and sinning ways and towards him. Can I say he could not send just anyone to come to speak to you. It took someone special and different to reach you. Do you know each of us has a group of people that will listen to us? And if you think about it, you know, I'm telling the truth. There are some people who will listen to me and not you, regardless of what you say to them. And contrary, there are people that will listen to you and not me, regardless of what I say to them. Anyone with children knows that there are times, although you feed, clothe and assist these jokers, they are more adept to listening to someone else than they are to their own parents. Even though the other person is saying the same thing that the parents are saying but for some reason, they hear, listen, and receive it from another person. In the text, this seems to be headed in that direction. God having to use and send Ezekiel to speak to and hang out with these hard-headed, stubborn, and foolish people. And we see in the text, Ezekiel accepted the assignment. Before I go any farther, please allow me to say this to you. It wasn't that Ezekiel was so strong mighty, ready, or brave, it was because he was faithful, 
wanted to be obedient, but most importantly, he was willing to listen and trust God in what God was asking him to do. It wasn't that he was so mighty and powerful in his own strength. He was going to be strong with the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of the Lord. Scripture says, he said to me, son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. And I heard him speak to me. Verse one, verse four says the people whom I'm sending you are abstinent and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Verse five, and whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been amongst you. Hmm. Man, that's powerful. That's, that's kind of beyond words. God not only equipped him with his spirit, his words, his instructions, but an anointing that would be left behind when he completed the task. They will know that a prophet has been among them. God was not sending him into the assignment or task in his own strength, power or knowledge, but that of God. Do you understand when God gives you a task or an assignment, whether to go speak to one, 10, 1000 friends, family, stranger or foe, I say to you, be obedient and just go do as he says, do because there's someone that needs to hear what he is asking you to say to them. If you're willing, he's able to do through you all that he desires. If you're willing to just open your mouth and understand he's not asking you to do anything extra. Just be yourself. Don't try to do anything extra. Just go out in your ordinary and God will handle the extra. Many people nullify their words because they insist on doing extra too much. The extra God never asked you to do as the kids say, you're doing too much. Just do what he asked. No extra. That's for God to do. As we see in the text with Ezekiel, because we all need to understand when he sends you to do his work, he's not sending you in, out or on your own accord in your own strength for your own purpose with your own agenda or your own expectations or your own expected end, but in his and for his purpose. You going out on the accord, strength, purpose, and power of the sovereign Lord. And all you have to do is trust, obey, and say, thus says the Lord. That's all. Your job is not to convince them, beat them over the head, or try to force feed them anything. All he wants you to do is just do your assignment, whether plant or water. Plant the seed or water the seed, but not both, nor asking you to make it grow. Only God can do that. You speak what he tells you to and your job is done until he speaks again. Did you hear me? Just do your assignment. That's it. Don't try to do his job or the next man or woman's job on assignment. Just do yours, period. And I'm harping on the point because we see so many people that want to do the extra or doing so much or too much. And all God is asking you to do is speak and do as he instructs in the text, the assignment that God gave Ezekiel came with some obstacles. And anytime you have obstacles that you're unfamiliar with, it can bring forth some fear or anxiety and understand sometimes just the mere instructions that God gives can seem overwhelming to you. Go to the land I'm sending you to Abraham, 
go to the king, Esther. Go back to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. Moses, go to King Saul and tell him this, Samuel. I know it can sound and be a little overwhelming if you've ever been instructed by God to speak to others or waiting on him to give you an assignment. Fear can and most likely will come upon you. But we need look no further than the text. And you, son of man, don't be afraid of them or their words. Don't be afraid, though briars and thorns are all around you and you live among scorpions. Do not be afraid of what they say or terrified by them, though they are a rebellious house. That's Ezekiel 2 and 6. Three times in one scripture, God told Ezekiel, don't be afraid. So if he said it, obviously he knew that you may feel it. We see in that story of Ezekiel, but we also see it in numerous other books of the Bible. When God speaks to Joshua, Elijah, Solomon, Nehemiah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and in Matthews as well, that phrase appears in the Bible about 40 times. So do you see there's a theme or pattern here? Some of the assignments and tasks God gives you, he will have to say the same thing to you too. Don't be afraid. So if you've had a task or an assignment given to you, understand the first emotion you may feel is fear. Scripture tells some, reminds others, and informs the ones that are not informed. And we know God does not give you the spirit of timidity or fear, but one of love, power, and self-discipline. So understand that first thought or emotion might be fear. It's not from God, but there's nothing wrong with you. It's natural and you are human. I don't care where you are, who you are, or what you're doing in your Christian journey, whether a pastor, preacher, prophet, or prophetess. When God gives you an assignment, there's a spirit of fear that hits initially on everyone because what he's tasking you with is a next level assignment or task, something bigger than you thought or imagined. And many times it's more difficult because the higher the level, the bigger the devil and the more difficult the task, the greater chance you might feel a little fearful at first. That's real talk. That's truth. And if it's not, then maybe he hasn't trusted you on that level yet. So allow me to say this, that it's not so much that it comes talking about the spirit of fear. You just can't allow it to paralyze you, hinder you, make you doubt you or stop you. You don't think Ezekiel had some fear? He did because scripture tells us he did. I just say keep being faithful and obedient that task or assignment is coming your way. So if you feel a little fear in the beginning, don't be dismayed. It's normal. In the text, on three different occasions, God told Ezekiel, don't be afraid of them. Just do what I say and how they respond is no consequence to you. Do your part and I will do the rest. Do your part and leave the consequences to me, God says. Allow me to close with this thought. America is in a position and at a point in its existence that God is not pleased with it. He has made and blessed the U.S. to be the most powerful, blessed, and is supposed to be the leader of the free world. A shining light on the hill for other nations to see. Something God can and could depend on to lead as an example to others. Excluding the black eye of slavery and racism of its past. But looking at what America is today, 
what is different than what and who the people that God sent Ezekiel to speak with and warn. America at this moment, when white men of a minority party, minority in population and popularity are attempting to enslave women by taking away their rights to choose, continue to be controlled by the NRA and will not do anything about the conundrum of mass killings with guns of war, taking places in our churches, our stores, our schools, theaters, and banks. When innocent men, women, and children are being gunned down with assault rifles, weapons of war, and these same men protect the guns and not the people. They support and clamor behind a misogynist, sexist, racist, lying, twice impeached, indicted two-time loser, crook who is nothing but a divider and a disgrace of a person. And even Republican Supreme Court judges break the same laws they're supposed to be upholding, attempting to judge and make rules that hurt Americans while lining their pockets with lobbyists and corrupt money. And whose wives are pushing conspiracy theories behind the scenes and racist views and viewpoints, although married to a black man. Yes, I will speak it when others won't. White Republicans in Tennessee voting out two black elected officials for standing up for doing something about gun violence while doing the opposite for white women protesting with them. She can stay, but they have to go. Outright racist in the chambers where laws are made and ideas are exchanged. All of these people are the scorpions that God spoke about in scripture. They are hard-headed and abstinent. So with that thought in mind, listen to the scripture again and look and see that his warning and word he sent for Ezekiel to share applies directly to America today. And if that's not enough, the word says there will be disaster and things happening in particular places. That's scriptural, folks. California in one season had floods and snowstorms and fires. Florida had hurricanes back to back. And just recently, a flash flood in Fort Lauderdale in April. Not to mention the tornadoes in Mississippi in March. Going from 85 and sunny one week in New York to the 20s in April in one week. God is sending a warning and attempting to get the attention of his people to change course. And please understand, I'm not trying to scare you, but to send the warning shout out. People, it's time to change course. Americans are on the wrong path in their thinking decisions that are being made, actions, behavior, fellowship, relationships, and whom they're listening to and who they are failing to listen to. God is giving us a warning, people. We see them every day on the news, natural disasters happening in unfamiliar places and ways, flooding, severe warning, war, mass shooting, racism, hatred, greed, food shortages, etc. We see it. I see it. You see it, we see it, whether people want to acknowledge it or not is another thing. This is just me as I listen to preachers on television and podcasts. I don't know what or why they are talking about blessings and prosperity when they too clearly see what I see. They need to be speaking about change, change of behavior, change of course, change of thinking and warning of what is being shown to all by God. And said by God, we are in an Ezekiel type moment where God is sending ones out to speak to people today as he had Ezekiel speak to the Israelites in the Old Testament. And he is saying now what he said then 
And some people will take this message the same way the Israelites took it back then. They ignored it. I leave you with the words of the Lord. You are not being sent to people of obscure speech and difficult language, but to the house of Israel, not to many people of obscure speech and difficult language, whose words you cannot understand. Surely if I had sent you to them, they would have listened to you. But the house of Israel is not willing to listen to you because they're not willing to listen to me. That's verses five through seven. And here's verse 10. And he said to me, son of man, listen carefully and take to heart all the words I speak to you. Verse 11, go now to your countrymen in exile and speak to them, say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, whether they listen or fail to listen. God is pointing out the wrongdoing of man and America and has been ignored. He only warns for so long before he brings forth action. Each man or woman needs to check themselves, their actions, deeds, motives, and see if you're taking heed to what God is speaking. Are you listening, obeying, or are you failing to do so? Let each man or woman examine themselves. It has been spoken. Whether you listen or not, it's up to you. But I say I am not the only one that God has given a message or a message to speak to our people to warn them. If you've received the message that we are in the end times, I say, be bold, be faithful, speak it. Whether they listen or not, it's no consequence to you, but you have to speak it. Amen. As always, we hope you enjoyed today's message. We welcome your feedback. And if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information onto both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day and we thank you again for allowing us to share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.